The Money Show. With Bruce Whitfield on 702. 702. The Money Show brought to you by APSA CIB, winner of six accolades at the sixth annual South African Listed Tracker Awards. APSA is a registered FSP. Nomaswazi Pumo, the senior strategic planner at Ogilvy Johannesburg, with us this evening. And Nomaswazi, talk to me about humor and particularly humor when it comes to advertising and why it is that it is such a high risk activity. Hello, Bruce. Um, humor is always such a, an interesting one, but I think oftentimes we tend to complicate it as marketers and people that are a part of, you know, the advertising industry as well. And I think it, there's just a single-minded approach that best captures, um, you know, this, this phenomenon of humor when it comes to marketing. And I think it's really being rooted in a very clear brand purpose. Um, because what that does is it gives you very clear guardrails in terms of how far you can go, how little you can chuckle at, um, or if you should chuckle at all. Um, and I think, um, you know, being quite clear on what you stand for as a brand, um, you know, having a hat, to, you know, this is what we're hanging our hat on um, when it comes to, you know, what we do as a brand, what we stand for, who we are and who we're talking to, then we get to be quite clear about, around how much humor we can go, you know, and, you know, how little um, as well. So I think it's it's really just brand purpose, understanding that and really just sticking to to really what you, you, you are about. Uh, I suppose one of the biggest risks with humor is people will love the joke. They'll talk about the joke. They'll love the the content and will celebrate the content, but won't necessarily be sure what it represents. Because if you're if you're just a bit too smart by half, um, you you know the, the the content is about the joke rather than the product or the service or the offering. And that's exactly it, Bruce. I think you never want to miss your audience. You never want to miss making a sale or getting someone to want to know more about your brand, want to purchase it, want to advocate for your brand just because you were quite, um, you know, you're quite lofty in, in the manner in which you, um, I guess, you know, did your humor or, you know, unpacked it. Or, you know, maybe you just also went in a different direction that really spoke very little about what you stand for and confused the masses to say, what exactly are they trying to say? Are they even the brand that I'm choosing to go with? So it's really important to be very clear and very deliberate around, you know, the notion of a conversation around humor as brands because it kind of can be a do-or-die situation in some cases. Yeah, and you can't do humor in isolation. You can't simply be a very serious brand. You can't be a car brand or whatever the case is that is very serious about your talk and your road handling and your fuel efficiency and start cracking jokes because it starts to become a bit confusing. There are a bunch of brands, however, that have built their identities around humor, some with greater success than others. I don't always get the Savannah ads. I don't always get the chicken licking ads. I don't always... Um, get the Nando's ads. I mean, the Nando's one yeah. seem to have more reliability, perhaps, than, than than some of the others. But they've they've sort of built a reputation around. You know, we 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 produce fun stuff. We produce delicious stuff. Let's let's amuse you as well. You know who we are. You know what we taste like. So let's make sure that you we are front of mind when you come to your next fast food choice. For example, whether it's a, a Nando's or a Chicken Licken. But if another brand comes in and starts trying to be clever or quirky or smart, well. they're not going to be on point, are they? Definitely not. And I think even with humor, Bruce, it's it's a scale game. 
um, you know, it's, it's a scale game and it's understanding where you fit in in the scale. Because the brands that you just mentioned, for instance, when you, when you say Savannah, I think dry humor. They've stuck to it over the years, but they've also found a way to grow within that space. If you think Nando's, you know, that's a brand that is really all around, really rooted in like, you know, South African truths, but also quite witty as well. And they've kind of stuck to it. So their humor makes sense, but it also has a relatability to it. You know, um, chicken licking as well. Um, you know, just choosing the scale um, and also committing to growing within that scale. So I think that's really the trick when it comes to humor. Let's then listen to some of that humor uh, in the form of your hero this week. And we'll talk about it in just a moment. Obi? Obi's looking... How do you make peace with the trauma of a barber ruining your haircut? How do you get over the pain of explaining why you are wearing a cap with your suit to church? Steve Harvey says, if you don't get over pain, pain will get over you. But Steve Harvey has a cheese cop. He's bald and doesn't know the feeling of seeing yourself slowly becoming a meme just because a barber looked at your Luther Vandross reference picture and said, I can do this style even though he can't. But even in that situation, you choose to be the bigger person and pretend all is well. Even though you are feeling a unique mixture of heart pain and pain from mentholated spirits, as you get up and say, Pramike, I love it. And that's why For people like you, who choose to be the bigger person, we have a beggar just as big. The big John beggar from Chicken Licken. For only 38 rand. Chicken Licken. Soul food. Really, Nomaswazi? That's your hero. I I, I got bored after about 30 seconds. I what on earth are these people going on about? It sounds like it's probably a chicken licking ad. Just tell me what the... Uh, I just, yeah, I lost it eventually. But you're a fan. I suspected you'd say that, but I am a fan. <laughs> um, I think what it does is that, first of all, I was, I was as confused as you were when I started, but they, the, I think the writing for me was quite interesting because it kept me wanting to hear more and kind of figure out which brand is this and what exactly are they selling me. So there's something about it that just kept on drawing me and drawing me, and I love how they've landed at the end. So just really choosing these really simple, everyday kind of you know mundane things that could kind of take you off course. Um, and bringing in um, the offering, which is all around the Big John. So really latching onto this, I guess, the spirit that they want to capture around, you know, bold, you know, behavior, et cetera, and selling this meal. And I think if you've also seen the campaigning, you've seen the TVC, you know, it's quite, they're quite, very bold, quite audacious in terms of tonality. And how they've done it on radio was pretty simple because they kind of took you on the journey and then the burst happened towards the end. So I just thought it was just a... Um, a nice story that kept me on, confused me in the beginning, and I think that's probably the trick. I stayed on because I guess I, I have a, a love for radio ads because I wanted to figure out where we landed with this, and I think it, it did what it needed to do. Um, and that's why this week it's my hero. 
But it's not something that you could run on repeat, is it? I mean, lots of radio advertising works on repetition. Lots mm-hmm. of advertising short and punchy and sharp at 30 seconds. Um, you, you may hear it three or four times during a day, and the message will therefore be sort of inculcated yeah. that way. If I heard that three times in a day, I do think I would do something quite unpleasant to a piece of chicken licking. <laughs> I, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. It's probably the type of ad that would be perfect when you're stuck in traffic because you have nowhere to go and you're forced to really focus on it and you start getting into the flow of it and the story of it. So it's it's the long game. It's, it's, it's a nice one to hear on a drive, on a long drive to the office where you're stuck in traffic, etc. But I think, it's, I think it does what it needs to do. And I think it's, it's, you know, we spoke about brand purpose at the beginning and brands that really stick to the end. And I think it's, it's a chicken they can add. It really okay. sticks to their yard who they position themselves as. So, yeah, that's why it's my hero. So this is one story ad that works. Yep. Here is one yes. that doesn't. You get to hell by doing wrong, right? Right. But wrong can feel so right. Is that wrong? Like finally scratching that itch that's been bugging you? Oh, yeah, that feels right. Then sniffing your finger? No, that's wrong. Or like making out with the hottest girl in your class? Yeah, so right. But you're homeschooled? No, wrong. Or slipping into bed between fresh, clean sheets? Right. Without waking the homeowner? No. So wrong. Wait, you haven't actually... Oh, no, no. Of course not. Um, Then what about turning the classic steak and cheese pie into a pizza? Yeah, that feels right. But the steak is made from mushrooms. Mmm, that seems wrong. And the pie can come topped with tomato sauce. Right. Made with blood. What the f... Wrong. The new steak and cheese pie pizza. It's so wrong. But so right. Here for a limited time, from Pizza Hut. No, 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 wrong. From hell. I mean hell. <sighs> That's my hell voice. Wrong. It's not from here, Nomaswazi. Not from here, that 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 particular ad. And yeah, I, I'm kind of very confused as to, I think it's about a pizza that has uh, steak and cheese on it or something. That, that's, that's exactly how I felt when I listened to it. And we spoke about the chicken looking ad and how it's not an ad you, you might have on repeat. I had to repeat this one a couple of times. Also taking into consideration that it, it's not a South African brand and maybe needing to understand tone. I had to go research a little bit about the tone of Howl's Pizza. Um, and I just, I found myself quite lost. Nothing about it says, you know, this is pizza that's good for you. And upon my trying to figure out what the ad is meant to evoke from a feelings perspective, I've actually found out that Howl's Pizza are really a strong advocates for sustainable food sources. Oh, so um, it, is actually a, it's, it is actually a company called Hell's Pizza. It's not a Pizza Hut ad for pizza because they say no, Pizza Hut in the thing. It is actually okay. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't, that didn't come through. And I thought, you know, that would have been a clever, you know, a clever way to bring that through. But instead, I didn't feel like I wanted to eat this pizza. Nothing about it said, this is pizza that's good for you. So that, that sustainable food source thing didn't really come through. Um, and, yeah, I think... I also believe that I potentially am not the target audience, so that might be the other thing. Um, but it's just, it's my zero this week, unfortunately. Um, not Didn't really land and didn't really make me feel like I want to go grab a box of good pizza. Never apologize, Nomaswazi. Thank you, Nomaswazi Pumo. Uh, senior strategic planner at Ogilvy, Johannesburg. Uh, hero this week, Chicken Nekin, who have had a long history of heroes on this show. Um, one or two zeros over time. Um, where they've not got it absolutely um, spot on. Uh, but when we look at uh, the zero this week, it's an Australian ad. It certainly seems like an Australian ad. Hell's Pizza.
Never heard about it. But anyway, um, it's an Australian brand. Uh, but yeah, it gets confusing with the Pizza Hut reference and stuff and what it is and what it isn't. And oh my goodness gracious me, what a mess. Uh, but yeah, and then also humor and advertising when it works and certainly when it doesn't.